with us today is Zach Williams, the New York Post Albany uh, reporter and uh, editor, whatever. And uh, there's so many things happening in Albany, we have to talk to him. Zach, what the heck is going on in Albany? How broken is it? <laughs> well, the pieces came together for sure this week insofar as it was the first official day on, uh, on Wednesday where the Assembly and the State Senate um, met for the 2023 session. Lots of things up in the air, um, not least um, the topics of public safety and affordable housing, which the governor, uh, Governor Kathy Hochul, says will be you know, really prominent topics in her State of the State address next week. But in the meantime, there were two messes that Democrats had to clean up first. The first was uh, Republican Lester Chang. You might recall he was the candidate for the GOP down in southern Brooklyn, where he unexpectedly unseated longtime Democratic Assemblyman Peter Abate Jr., only to find out after the election that Democrats were going to raise concerns about whether he really lived in Brooklyn versus Manhattan, where he has previously voted and run for office. Now, they had a hearing, they did a report, and then yesterday, like I said, was the first official day of the legislative session, and Assembly Democrats didn't do anything, actually. Lester Chang just joined his colleagues, cast procedural votes on the new rules, etc., um, just like any other member, and it's increasingly looking like they might not boot him after all. Um, you know, a lot of Democrats obviously have a lot of concerns about how making Chang the first person expelled from the Assembly in a century would not go down well with Asian Americans, especially considering how few of them are in the state legislature. And, you know, in recent years, um, there's been kind of this growing sense um, among some Asian Americans, at least, that Democrats are just not taking their community's concerns seriously enough. So that was one mess, right? <laughs> the second mess, of course, is the governor's embattled pick to lead the state's highest court, Hector LaSalle. You know, enough Democrats have come out saying they'll vote no on this guy, that she's going to need at least a few Republican votes, more likely than not, to get him approved, assuming he can even get through the Judiciary Committee. And, and uh, Senate Democrats have already gotten busy starting to stack that committee with LaSalle opponents. So it's never a dull moment in uh, Albany, that's for sure. And the first week of the legislative session showed it. I have talked to Andrew Cuomo, and he regrets... He has told me he regrets getting rid of the uh, independent uh, Democrats. Is that what it was called? <laughs> oh, you're referring to the IDC, the Independent Democratic uh, Conference? Yes. Uh, we well, had six uh, Democratic <laughs> Democratic senators that had more common sense than the other ones. Well, the former governor certainly knows uh, a thing or two about state politics. But, you know, the, the Independent Democratic Conference, of course, was a group of breakaway Democrats that helped Republicans keep control of the state Senate for years and years, um, much to dismay of fellow Democrats. Um, See, you, you, talk them bre you say breakaway, you say, Jack, you say breakaway re Republicans or Democrats, but I'm saying just common sense Democrats. Well, that's certainly how they put it at the time. You, you know, whenever you have like a, a small group, like we might see with the whole House Speaker election right now, a small group get to become the in-between, you know, between, you know, a minority and a slightly bigger majority conference, you get lots of deals. And Hochul, uh, old habits. Uh, Cuomo was certainly a deal maker, and the IDC was all about deals. You know, a lot of these Democrats, you know, had practical reasons for joining the Republicans, as you mentioned, um, you know, they wanted to pass bills. They pointed to Democratic dysfunction in the state Senate. 
Um, but, you know, whatever the former governor <laughs> says about the matter, you know, that, that was a million years ago at this point. You know, I see forums in like 20, 2013, 14, something like that. I can't recall offhand. You know, right now what Hochul has is kind of the opposite pr- problem in a way. The, the state Senate is kind of separating. And right now the, the progressives on the left, they're leading the opposition to LaSalle. But there's also about 20 members who have said nothing about LaSalle. We are leaning a bit more, you know, typically lean more moderate. And what we may or may not see is the Republicans joining with that moderate group of state senators to approve this court pick. That would be a really interesting way to get it approved. It's never been done before. And as soon state Senate Majority Leader Andrew Stewart-Cousins would even allow a four vote on this. But she, too, has not said one way or another, you know, how she'll vote. And, you know, while it looks pretty bad for her pick right now, there still is a road for roadway for him to get through and get to the finish line. But that all depends, of course, on, you know, how a few things play out in the upcoming weeks, not least the hearing where LaSalle himself can make his case against uh, opponents who, you know, have kind of cast him as this uh, abortion hating union busting uh, ogre. And, uh, you know, college past and present say that's something LaSalle they know. Anything else that you think that uh, all New York State, New York City people would like to know? Well, I think, you know, it's important to keep an eye on the legislature because, you know, while, uh, you know, there's so much drama going on in D.C., you know, you can't outdo Albany for political drama. You know, I just mentioned Lester Chang, Hector LaSalle, and next week is going to be the governor's state of the state. Budget season begins from there. We're going to be talking a lot of bail reform, and I'm sure there'll be lots of very interesting intrigue around these very serious issues in the months to go. Come. Casinos. Anything, any update on that? Oh, well, that was a biggie. You know, a state panel this week, you know, moved things one step closer to actually opening three downstate casinos. You know, it looks like one would be in Yonkers, one on Long Island, and one possibly right in the middle of everything in Manhattan. Um, You know, there's a lot of money at stake. And, you know, it took years to get this casino expansion through the legislature. Now it's done. Hochul's push it a bit further. And we're, you know, just getting a little bit closer step by step to finding out who is going to land these very lucrative state licenses. Now, Yonkers is not New York City. (laughs) Well, you know, certainly it isn't from a political geographical standpoint, but it is part of the metro region. And more importantly, you know who represents Yonkers in the state legislature? Andrea Stewart Cousins. The majority, uh, the, the majority leader of uh, the state senate. And powerful, you know, powerful friends never heard anybody get a casino license. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, we'll see how it plays out. It seems like Yonkers is one of the places that's, you know, um, you got to keep in mind, you know, this isn't just, you know, they want people with experience. They want companies that can demonstrate they have managed, you know, gaming operations before. You know, you can't just come in as some, you know, rookie wannabe Bugsy Siegel and think that you're going to land a New York State casino license, especially if you don't have powerful friends. And, and what days is your column appearing in the New York Post? Any day, uh, Monday through Friday, you're likely to see my work and sometimes on the weekend as well. Well, I'll be looking for it. Thank you so much. Thank you.